Okay, quick show of hands. Who still has their Christmas tree up? All right, many of you do. There you go. You know that in the Christmas tradition, Christmas, or in the Christian tradition, Christmas is not a day. It's a season. It's the 12 days of Christmas. And Christmas doesn't end at the stroke of midnight on Christmas. It begins on Christmas. Christmas is the first day of the season. So traditionally, people don't take down their Christmas decorations until Epiphany, which is on the 6th of January. It's the day we celebrate. That's why we have one last time this year our Christmas tree. Now, the Advent wreath is gone, but we still have our Christmas decorations up. Christmas is a season, not just a day. Another question. When your tree is up, angel or star on the top of the tree? Raise your hand if you've got an angel on the top of your tree. Okay, a lot of you. Raise if you've got a star on the top of your tree. There we go. It's actually about 50-50 on that. You know, I have this theory that the world is divided between angel people and star people. (laughs) And I think in the biblical sense, the angel people represent those who are steeped in the tradition. They're like the shepherds in the field. They know the Word of God. They're resting in the promises of God. They're looking to the heavens for God to reveal Himself, and they patiently wait and wait and wait for the, for the fulfillment of God's promise of the Messiah, like the shepherds in, in the field. Then you got the star people. And the star people are the wanderers. They're the, the people who are questioning. They're the people who are trying to wrestle with the great mysteries of life, and, and they're looking to the heavens for a revelation of truth that would make sense of this world we live in, just like the magi in the story. Now, the good news is that between Luke's gospel and Matthew's gospel, we have stars and angels. We have shepherds and magi all in the Christmas story which I think brings comfort to us because wherever we find ourselves, whether we are shepherds or magi, star people or or angel people, we know that, that God comes to us, whoever we are, in whatever our circumstances and aptitudes of life are, with the gift, the gift of the Christ child. Now today being Epiphany, we're focusing on the story that comes to us from the gospel according to Matthew, the story we know as the journey of the Magi. I invite you to listen to the Word of God. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, search carefully for the child, and as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, 
And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. My friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks. You always bless us, always bless us in the reading and hearing of your sacred word. May it find its home in our hearts. Lord, I pray that your spirit would be upon me, guiding my thoughts, removing from my lips any words but your own, that with faithfulness and with integrity, I might proclaim the wonderful good news of your redeeming love. Amen. It's always struck me as interesting that such a, a central role that the Magi have in the Christmas story, and yet how little we really know about these Magi. Let's start with, we don't even know what a Magi was. There are very few non-biblical references to Magi. Sometimes they're referred to as the kings, sometimes uh, magicians, sometimes astrologers, sometimes just the rich men from the east. We don't really know quite what a Magi was. But this we do know. We know that they came from the east. Now, some scholars say that could be Babylon, which is today Iraq. It could be Persia, which is Iran. could be as far as India, maybe even China, Mongolia. We don't know. There's a lot of east over there. And we don't know exactly from what part of the east they came. But we know that they traveled a great distance following a star. They were astrologers. Now, in those days, astrologers were people who used the very best understanding of science in their day to wrestle with the great philosophical questions of life. They were part scientist, part philosopher, and they thought that the truth could be revealed by the heavens through the stars and the constellations. We know that they followed these stars. We know that, that they were wealthy. They had to be wealthy. Only wealthy people could afford to travel like this. And only wealthy people could have afforded the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. We don't know, now hear me, we don't know how many there were. We love to sing We Three Kings. But the Bible never tells us that there were three. The Bible says there were multiple, so we know there were at least two, but there could have been 20 or more. We don't know. We know that there were three gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, so legend has always said, well, there were three kings with three gifts. We don't know that for a fact. We know there was more than one. We know that they were interpreters of dreams, perhaps the precursor to Jungian psychology, right? They were precursor, they were, they were interpreters of dream because God speaks to them in a dream. This is really all that we know about the Magi. And yet, despite a lot of details, besides a lot of um, uh, open-ended questions, they are key to understanding what happened in Bethlehem that day. We often like to stop reading the story 
at the part where it talks about them offering their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh and worshiping the child in the manger. But the story of the Magi continues beyond that. See, in a dream, God tells them not to return to Herod, but to find their way home by another road. Remember, when they first arrived in Judea, they went straight to Jerusalem, which only made sense because that's where the king was. And if they were looking for a new king of Israel, it made sense that he would be in Jerusalem or born in Jerusalem. So they headed there first. Now, when they tell Herod their mission and what's been revealed to them, his paranoia gets ratcheted up about 100%. Remember, Herod is not really a legitimate heir to the throne. His father was an Edomite. And there were many in Judea, many Israelites, who did not accept Herod as the legitimate king. But the Romans had declared that he was the king. And so he had Roman authority and Roman power, but for many of the Israelites, he was not the legitimate king. And so he was always very paranoid. He did not rest easy on the throne. And when these guys from the east come to him and say, there's a new king of Israel been born, he becomes incredibly agitated and paranoid. And he says, you know what? You go and find him, and then come and tell me. And he tells him so that he can go and worship. But we know that he has other devious schemes in mind. We know later in the story that when Herod finds out about the birth of Jesus, he has all the, the male children under the age of two in the area around Bethlehem murdered. He is so frightened of this new king of the Jews. Not a part of the story that we like to talk about on Christmas Eve. But the magi who know the evil in King Herod's heart are told that they must not return to him, but they must return home by another way. And I think that perhaps is the lesson of the magi. That we come with questions, we come to worship. We come to present our lives. We come to be blessed. We come to encounter God. But in that encounter, something in us is always changed. We are never quite the same again. And so it makes it almost a necessity that we return home by another road. Biologists will tell you that the one characteristic, the one trait necessary for the survival of any species is adaptability. The flu virus is very adaptable. Pandas are not. Pandas only live in one place. They only eat one thing, bamboo, and they only eat one way, alone. When we run out of bamboo forests, the pandas will be extinct. You cannot take a panda bear and put them out in the Rocky Mountains with their grizzly bear and brown bear cousins. They'll starve to death. Pandas do not adapt at all, period. Human beings have proven to be the superstars of adaptability. We have become omnivores. We will eat anything with anybody at any time. Thus the popularity of McDonald's. 
We have proven that we can live anywhere. We find human beings living above the Arctic. We find them living in the tropical rainforest, in the Sahara Desert. There's even rumor that there are human beings living in the swamps of Louisiana. We can adapt to most anything. The question, though, is why don't we embrace change? The truth is, most of us are very averse to adapting. We want the world to change for us. We don't want to change for the world. We like the path we're walking. We like the road we are on. Even if the road we are on is not leading anywhere, even if the road we are on is not producing results, even if the road we're on is killing us, literally, even if the road we're on is making us insane, so often we choose to stay in the rut rather than walk a new path. But you see, the, the good news of the story of the Magi is that not only is it possible to change, but sometimes it's even necessary. Do you remember the PBS show, the red and green show? Anybody remember the red and green show on PBS? Bunch of Canadian hosers in flannel shirts making the world a better place through the liberal use of duct tape. Great show. Well, in one episode, Red, who was the president of the Possum Lodge, led the men in a prayer. It was called the man's prayer, and it went like this. I am a man. I can change if I have to, I guess. Amen. All right, let's try it, guys. All the guys together. You ready? All the guys. You ready? I am a man. I can change if I have to. I guess. Amen. You know, there's another version of it. It's called the church prayer. We're the church. We can change. If we have to, we guess. Amen. It's always easier said than done. Whether you're a, a church, a congregation, whether you're a family, whether you're an individual, it is so difficult for us to embrace those changes. But you see, God calls all of God's people to return home by a different path. We don't need to, nor should we stay in the ruts that lead to death and deprivation. We can walk the roads that lead to life and light and salvation. Friends, I want you to know this, that if the road you have been walking has been one of selfishness and greed, then Jesus invites you to return home by another road. If the life or the road you have been walking has been one of, of violence and cruelty, then Jesus invites you to return home by another road. If the road you've been walking, the road that brought you here today was, was one of hopelessness and despair, then Jesus invites you to walk home by a different route. If the road that brought you here was one of condemnation and judgment, then Jesus invites you to return home another way. If the road that brought you here was one of sorrow and grief, then Jesus invites you 
to return home by another way. If the road that brought you here was marked with sin and transgressions, then Jesus invites you to find your way home by another road. There are many choices before us, many roads to walk. You don't have to stay stay in that same old rut. Just like the Magi, Jesus invites each and every one of us to find our way home by another road. Amen.